Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. Today I want to talk to you about the smartphone and the home. This week I was requested to produce my taxpayer identification number TPIN. This was needed to clear goods I had sent from Jamaica last year July. It had finally reached Nakonde, the border between Tanzania and Zambia, in order for me to clear customs. The custom broker asked me for my TPIN. I had no idea what it was or how to get it. Finally, I went online to the Zambian Revenue Authority to find out how to apply for my TPIN. It instructed me to use my smartphone and input star 858 hashtag and it will guide me. I followed the instruction and within a period altogether of no more than 30 minutes, I had received a WhatsApp with my TPIN. I was struck by the fact that when I asked, when I was asked to input my passport number within a nanosecond, it told me what my name is and my particulars. By contrast, this is now the rainy season in Zambia, which means that it rains either lightly or heavily every afternoon. So everywhere, men and women are out with their hoes doing land preparation. Everywhere means that on a seven-hour bus ride from the capital Lusaka to Kitwe, approximately 300 kilometer journey, there are hundreds of thousands of hectares of very flat and very fertile land. Persons can be seen with their hoes farrowing and tilling the soil and planting maize or corn or soy or potato or pumpkin leaves or tomato, generally the vegetables that Africans eat. It struck me that they are doing what they have done for hundreds of years. Both their practice and the implements they are using are primitive and inefficient. I wonder to myself, what, whereas the smartphone, which is a modern instrument, seems to have improvements every year and in every way, the whole, the farming implement, has been ignored in the wave of development. I ask myself, what is the governing principle that drives the development process. One is thankful for the development with a smartphone, which has improved and made more efficient and easy communication at all levels. And many of these farmers still using hoe developed in the days when Israel and the Philistines were doing battle, have their own smartphones. Why has there not been 
a similar commensurate development and improvement for this basic implement that affect the lives and livelihoods of so many. It is, if it were improved, they would go beyond mere subsistence farming to their economic advantage. If it were improved, food production would improve, the availability and cost of food. And in fact, it would have an overall impact on the rates of poverty. So why do the models of development not operate with such values that target the improvement of the lot and reality of the people at the bottom of the economy and society? My mind was drawn to the Lord's Prayer, which is not just a model prayer, but a philosophy of history and a worldview. The Lord taught his disciples how to pray, and with that, how to look at life. He was giving them a worldview and a philosophy of history. There are seven petitions in the Lord's Prayer. There are three thy petitions, and there are four us petitions. The first three petitions are thy petitions. Thy name be hallowed, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The next four are us petitions. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. The order of the petitions is important. We must attend to the overarching values before we attend to the personal needs and wants. Thy comes before us. It struck me that the approach to the development that drives the international movement, the application of science, the expenditure of resources, and all that gains political attention are those things that attend to the spend the creature comforts, but to the neglect of what drives the need and the interest of our neighbor in need, or the pursuit of justice and the overcoming of deficits and inherited disadvantages. The speed with which I got my teeth in using the technological advances of the smartphone is good and helps the boast and but does not directly bear upon the lot and lived reality of the people. We do not need to make the good the enemy of the best. So it deserves the improvement. But what I'm saying is that the same diligence and effort could be directed towards improving the lot of the farmer and the implements available to him. Zambia's one country could go a long way towards becoming a breadbasket for Africa and perhaps the world. It has 798,000 square kilometers of land and it has ample water supply. 40% of the water in southeastern Africa is in Zambia. Imagine if there was mechanization of agriculture. There needs to be an intentional policy to mechanize agriculture by making tractors and, available, and, and the like available to the farmers. The impact is that many more people would remain on the land rather than drift to the semi-urban spaces 
with all the attendant problems that come with it. Rural urban grief, with unstable family life, with health and wealth and lifestyle issues, with social dysfunction and with conflict. Instead, food would be in generous supply. There are suggestions that mechanization results in fewer people being employed by farms. This, however, is obviated by the scale at which the farming is done. Vast hectares can come into productive use because of the use of machines rather than manual labor. This is what one sees as one nears Lusaka. There are large tractates that have irrigation system, that have tractors doing the land preparation. If this were nationalized, the dynamics would change. The second thing that is needed is irrigation. These are systems in which water, which is beneath the surface of the ground, can be domesticated and channeled into use for food production. The underground water resources, streams and lakes can be brought into use. As it is now, farming is largely rain-fed. The surface water by rain, when it rains, determines the agricultural outputs. In some places, there are village wells, but these have limited water supply. Zambia is not yet ravaged by climate change in the way that other places are, though some tell me that the rain fall is less intense than it used to be. At the same time, what one sees is a very predictable pattern in which the rain comes in the afternoon, and it will do so until April or May, and after that, it will not rain until December. It seems to me that the underground water resources, which are replenished annually at six monthly intervals, must be made use of. It would mean that agricultural food production could take place on a 12-month cycle rather than a six-monthly cycle. As a matter of public policy, efforts need to be made to transform agriculture in a veritable commercial enterprise, and irrigation is critical to that outcome. The third development in this regard has to do with distribution systems. Already there are discussions about incentivizing food production for distribution and supply to the Democratic Republic of the Congo, which is a huge country next door and is three times the size of continental Europe, but has no real agriculture. But I have in mind three supporting activities. One is warehousing, two is processing products and byproducts, and three is marketing and export. Each of those requires specialized and intentional effort. Agriculture needs to expand into livestock farming as well. Africa is the best continent for animal rearing. Let us return to the Lord's Prayer as our philosophy of history and development. The Thy petitions call for us to start with a focus on justice and righteousness and equity. Our goal in all development is to establish justice and righteousness and equity in our world so that God's name will be honored. What we want to accomplish by way of our initiative of development is for the interests of our neighbor, not just ourselves, to be secured. And we want to do 
what we know to be the will of God, to pursue the ideals and build the heaven we want on earth where we live. I have a smartphone and making a cell phone call is easier than it used to be. But sometimes a phone is so smart it makes us look foolish. But what if we use our smartphone to improve the lot of the farmer? Maybe we could make the world better, more prosperous, more equitable, and more peaceful. Let us see if we can make the whole better and more efficient. Amen.